You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? Be proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan. On the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who will win. Buckeye Podcast, by fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OHIO! Welcome back. Welcome in, everybody. You're watching the OHIO Podcast. I am your host, Buckeye Boggs. That guy over there is the wild man himself, Chris Watts. Chris, nice hat. Oh, thank you. I, I, I got to say, I love your hat. and you know Your, your hoodie's pretty sharp there, too. Yeah, I'm nice hoodie. You, I'm telling you, Eric, people are going to start talking. We did not coordinate this. We have not talked all day. This was just like a freak thing. Uh, so. You know, it, uh, great minds think alike, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Our buddy Ryan, every week, right off the bat, what up, guys? First one in. First one in, Ryan. You Every week, buddy. We love it, man. Hey, we have got some uh, good news. <clears throat> Yeah. First off, happy birthday to Ryan Day. 42 yeah. years young, Chris. He actually was born the same year I was. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> hey, you know, 1981 was a good year, my man. It was a good, good year. So Yeah, and uh, I'm happy- actually old enough to remember it. <laughs> oh, the music was better the cars were faster you know all those good things right yeah hey, football uh, players could still hit 
Yeah, yeah, there was no such thing as targeting back then. Yeah, they could decapitate one another. A lot of, lot of fun. Uh, so anyways, hey, we've got a lot of new people joining our YouTube page, Chris. And we want to send a thank you to all of you who have uh, subscribed to YouTube. It is growing uh, very quickly. Um, and we're super excited uh, that a lot of you are enjoying the content that we're putting out on a weekly basis. Of course, if you're watching this uh, live, thank you so much. We've got quite a few in uh, already. And feel free to participate in tonight's discussion. Put your comments, questions, whatever you like down in the discussion, whether you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook. If you're not watching on YouTube or our business page on Facebook, please put us your name in so we know who you are when you make that comment as well. Um, we have a big time guest tonight uh, at the 830 wow. part of this podcast. James Cotton will be in. James was the very first Buckeye I interviewed on the OHIO podcast four years ago. Well, three years ago. And he is going to be back tonight. So we appreciate uh, him coming on tonight. Paul Quinn is in from Zanesville. Hi, Paul. Welcome in. O-H-I-O. Thank you so much. Go Bucks, Paul. Uh, anyways, we are looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to this, Chris. Let's dive right in to tonight's discussion. Spring practice got underway this week. And there's been, there was, for only two practices, there was a ton of news that came out this week, Chris. Um, I can't tell you the last time that a spring started where I felt like the news was coming out this fast and this furious. And I want to start right here with this. Jim Knowles had the following statement about one Captain Jack Sawyer. He said, Jack Sawyer will be just an end with JT to Mulau. He will work on all the fundamentals of being an end. I think that is important for Jack. I feel like he didn't have the improvement or the big jump he could have last year because he got involved with the Jack position stuff, and maybe he wasn't as focused as he could have uh, could have been to make those improvements at the end. Chris, that was a big comment from the defensive coordinator about probably a bad decision that was made about one of the best recruits that we've had from Central Ohio in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, um, yeah, you know, I like Knowles coming out and and kind of taking responsibility for it too. You know, saying, hey. This is what I thought was going to be a great, great idea. Maybe it didn't work out the way I thought it would. You know what? We're going to refocus this guy. We're going to put this guy on the end. Uh, and, and we're going to have those bookend guys that we thought, you know, we were getting when we landed both these guys in that class. I think that's going to be tremendous for Ohio State. I think it's going to be kind of scary for a few quarterbacks through the league. Uh, you know, when he gets into the, the groove there, just playing that defensive end position. Um, I also think it was, uh, you know, it just in general, I, I do think that maybe we expected more out of Jack Sawyer, much like uh, Knowles mentioned, that, that didn't necessarily come along. And, and I think that this is going to open up, you know, some space for maybe a, a either a C.J. Hicks or possibly a, a uh, guy returning from uh, injury like a Mitchell Melton who could slide in there and make an impact. 
Absolutely. Uh, and you're not the only one who feels this way. Brad Olberding, welcome to the show, Brad. Welcome back. He says, that's great news. Uh, I, I agree. And uh, you mentioned that that might make room for this guy. And Ryan Wickerham says, watch out for C.J. Hicks. So he he he's thinking in the same lines that you are, Chris, that this move is possibly going to open up for someone else to slide into that jack position and make an impact that wasn't making an impact before um, and possibly creating a spot on the field for somebody. It is. It was disappointing. Now, I say it was disappointing, but yet, do you know who led the team in sacks last year? At four and a half. Jack. It was Jack. Yeah. In limited playing time from a position, he wasn't comfortable playing, and he still led the team in sacks. Now, everybody knows about JT Tumula and the game he had against Penn State. Sure. There's going to be a lot of attention be placed on him. Yes. Do you think that this move not only helps JT, but possibly with JT's popularity, Jack can slide in there as kind of being thought of as the number two on the other side and have a bigger impact than what JT might have statistically because of JT. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, Eric, I almost would go as far as saying, Look out for whoever they do put in that jack position. Let's look back at, uh, you know, the other side of the ball, but let's look when we had Olave and Wilson. What happened when we had Olave and Wilson? Those two guys didn't lead the team in receiving. It was no. JSN who snuck in mm -hmm. there because all the attention was being paid to those guys. You're going to have the very same effect. So not, not only do I think it's going to benefit both those guys, but I think it's going to benefit either CJ Hicks or, or like I said, a, a Mitchell Melton or whoever gets that jack position. Uh, because there's going to be so much attention you're going to have to pay there. Not only that, but we got a couple of monsters on the defensive or defensive tackle. Yes, we do. I, I'll tell you what. This is the year I truly think we are going to see a much more aggressive Ohio State defense. Mm -hmm. And I think this move is just one of those that's going to help create that. Yeah, you mentioned the jack position with possibly being C.J. Hicks or Mitchell Melton. Here's what Jim Knowles had to say about Mitchell Melton. He said, we started experimenting with him, being Mitchell Melton, in the jack position last year, and he jumped out. Um, of course, he got injured then, Chris, after that. Right. I want to see him back there recovered and completely healthy. Jim Knowles basically said, Chris, I want to see him in that spot. Yeah. Like he's got he's got a plan for him. And uh that could possibly lead to some really good things at, at that position. And the other the other thing that was that came out in that press conference, Chris, was he said we only played the jack position uh, uh, maybe around 30% of the snaps. Right. And he played it upwards of 80% when he was at Oklahoma State. What do you think about that? Well, and that begs the question, are we gonna see it more? Or do we maybe see more, uh, and I've heard this mentioned, the possibility of playing more traditional 4-3 at times. Uh, you know, because we have such a talented linebacking crew. You've got to find a way to get not only uh, Melton, but you've got to find a way to get C.J. Hicks snaps. The kid is too talented not to get in the snaps. Uh, obviously, you're not going to go around. Cody Simon, another guy, very mm -hmm. talented, needs to get his snaps. And... and you know, you're not going to take a whole ton of snaps away from Steele or from, from Tommy Two Thumbs because look at what they've done when they're in there. 
so I think that this is going to be a, a tremendous opportunity. I think we've got, I think it's going to improve the depth of the defense as well. Um, even though we're not necessarily adding a bunch of players, but being able to move guys around and, and create some depth that way as well. I am very excited for this. But I'll tell you something else that makes me, you know, I mentioned the um, the more aggressive defense. You know, I, I don't know if you've heard about it as much, but Tim, Tim Walton's really pushing the defensive backs to become more aggressive as well. Uh, I've heard that he has got them, uh, you know, checking receivers more at the line. So we're going to start seeing more of that physical bump and run type corner versus the five-yard, ten-yard cushion, keep everything in front of you type guy that we've seen in the past. Well, if that's the case, then we better make sure that we have a safety over top. No, um, no more zero safety. Yeah, you can't play <laughs> zero safety if you're going to play that close to the line of scrimmage as, with your cornerbacks, which means they 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 must feel pretty comfortable with some someone that who they've got back there as being kind of the the eraser in case something bad happens. There. <laughs> you think so? I think I'm, he's going to be. I do not think he's he's back there in the in the free. I think he's more of a strong. He he is definitely more of a strong. I think by nature, um, but you know what? The, the, I think they've got the confidence in Lathan. Um, I think that we've got, of course, the the transfer kid that came in from Syracuse, who I think is, uh, you know, he he showed himself to be a beast up there at Syracuse. Now, does it translate to the Big Ten level? We're going to find out, uh, you know. But I, I I think that this may be one of the most talented defenses we've seen in a while. And I think oh, that they're going to become much more aggressive because of that. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying it now for a while that the success of the season is going to hinge in my opinion on the improvement of the defense on the year two under Jim Knowles. Um, speaking of that defense and speaking about those defensive backs, Ryan day said this about Denzel Burke. Denzel has had a really good eight weeks and had a really good first day today. I think that's been great. So we've been hearing buzz about Denzel Burke returning to his freshman form, freshman All-American form from 2021. He he had somewhat of a sophomore slump in 2022 that has been well-documented. Uh, he was oft injured, but he still played. He tried a number change. That did nothing. Um, hopefully he's getting coached up a little bit. And I think maybe some of that confidence will come with uh, maybe some aggression, more aggressive play. Yeah. And, and Eric, I'll tell you, you, you mentioned it, but you know, oft injured. We saw so much of that last year. I think that this Ohio state team last year, and, and again, we speculated about it. The physical nature of the practices may have been somewhat different than what they were used to. Um, you, you know, and I think a lot of guys got banged up and I think that contributes a lot. I mean, obviously the, the injury situation with Travion has been well-documented, you know, supposedly we've got everything ironed out. Everybody's happy. We've all hugged it out and, and we're ready to move forward. Uh, but you know, you know, we lost Travion, we lost prior, we lost uh, obviously Melton last year. Uh, you know, JSN, we tried to push him back too soon. You know, Denzel was out there playing injured and probably shouldn't have been at times. I think that a big part of the success of this defense is not only going to be, you know, everybody being healthy, but everybody staying healthy and not trying to push too hard too fast. 
because I think that got us into a lot of trouble last season. Yeah, it, it, it did. And um, it's hard. It's, it's hard to put people in positions of a significance who number one, don't have a lot of experience and number two, um, you don't have the full confidence in. Yeah. And so that, that I think is a big part of what the spring is for this defense, Chris. Yes. It is, is getting those reps, getting that experience, gaining that confidence from some of these guys so that if and when injuries come and they will come, the next guy who steps in is ready to go. You know my feelings on this. I'm 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 not gonna hold back. I cannot stand the next man, next man up. up. I yeah. hate that because the next guy up might not be nearly as good as the guy who just got hurt. So don't give me that crap. Next man up. If the next man up is two or three steps behind the, the guy who just got hurt, you're going to feel it. Bryson Shaw, anybody? <laughs> oh, wow. that That's and you had to go there. I, didn't you? I just <laughs> heard Aaron from Texas. Give me a, a give me a heck. Yeah. From Texas on that one. Uh, speaking yeah. of Aaron, I got that question last week. We will address that. Uh, here in just a little bit so hang around for that but let's continue our discussion here chris yeah we need to flip the script from defense to offense here let's talk about offense here for just a minute if that's okay sure the quarterback battle it sounds like to me kyle mccord is ahead in this thing yeah i i agree um you know First of all, I think it's amazing that a guy who hasn't even been named a starter yet is a 20 to 1 odds on favorite to win the Heisman, the Heisman. Trophy. <laughs> right? That's, that's just a beautiful thing for the gambler in me right there. And I'll tell you what, I think right now you jump on it because I think once he's named the starter, that cuts in half at least. Uh, you know, and a- another thing about that is, you know, I- I- I'm sure you heard Ryan Day say it. We don't need Superman out there. We need somebody who's going to do the routine things routinely that is the guy who's going to win it and i'll tell you i think that while i think devin brown may have a little more of that spectacular playmaker in him i think that kyle mccord is the guy who can go out there and be more consistent for you and do as ryan day said the routine things routinely so i feel that that yeah, I'm with you. I think that Kyle McCord is probably leading this thing, and I think you, you know obviously Ryan Day is not going to tell us anything, but I think it's Kyle's job to lose. I really do. I do as well. I mean that one more year on campus, uh, all those extra reps, learning the playbook, uh, the pre chemistry he already had yes. with the very best player on your team okay best player in college football i'm gonna say it right now eric this guy's the best player in college football and i don't i haven't seen the heisman odds is his odds even higher i would i wouldn't doubt it it wouldn't surprise me one bit i i you know i just caught the the quarterback odds today i haven't caught uh the the whole updated leaderboard on that but you know what he's he's got to be up there yeah he has to be but you know, uh, you know, we're talking about the offensive side of the ball. We're talking a little bit about the receiver room. Hey, have you heard the buzz surrounding a, a young freshman receiver? 
Oh, by the name of Noah Rogers. Noah Rogers. He is a lot of buzz, man. A lot of buzz. Heartline is loving on this guy right now. I mean, that, that is amazing to me. Not only that, but hearing some good things coming out about Giovanni Thurman as well. So there's a lot of excitement about some young offensive talent there. Uh, But yeah, Noah Rogers, you know, this guy, everything I've heard says this guy is going to find some way to get on the field at least a little bit this season. All right. It's time for Eric and Chris to make a bet. First freshman to lose his black stripe. I will let you choose one. I get to pick the field. If I win, I get a free box of what's left over from the Girl Scout cookies. Fair if enough. you win, I'll, I'll I'll give you five bucks. I'll give you $10 for one box of Girl Scout cookies. Oh, all right. There we go. So I'll let you pick the player who, who will be the first freshman to lose his black stripe. If you guess right, 10 bucks coming your way. I get one box of Girl Scout cookies. If I get the, if I get the field, I get the field and I get a free box. Who are you going with? Man, you know, that's tough. Uh, you know, gut instinct makes me want to take somebody who's not even in camp yet. Ooh. But that's probably not wise. That's not a good choice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Noah Rogers. I, I think this kid, would. I think that the way Heartline is raving about this kid, uh you know, I think that he has not only the physical tools on the field, I think he's probably got the football IQ and the personality to, to you know, be a impact player on the team this season. Whether it's on special teams, whether it's, uh, you know, getting some time at receiver, whether it's mop-up duty or working his way in, I think this kid is probably the odds-on favorite. All right, let's stay on offense, and we go from a freshman to someone who I think is 24 years old or something like that, Xavier Johnson. I love former, this kid. <laughs> former walk-on. Uh, man, the kid had an amazing game in the Peach Bowl. This is from uh, newly crowned offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach Brian Hartline. He says He says Xavier's awesome. The growth he has had over the past 12 to 18 months has been awesome. He is a true offensive weapon from his ability to be an elite receiver to going into the backfield and carrying the ball. Um, It sounds like Hartline is really, really high on Mr. Xavier Johnson. I think this kid's going to get more playing time. And and, and hear hear me out, Chris. I think he might have a better chance of being the third-string wide receiver over Julian Fleming. I'm not so sure you're wrong. No? Uh, I'm not so sure you're wrong. This kid, I I think that he has, you know, he has shown great growth. He's shown the willingness to do whatever it takes to help the team win. Uh, And he's just, he's such a dynamic weapon. You can do so many things with this kid. I wouldn't be surprised to see the kid take a snap every now and then, you know? Uh, (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I maybe he'll maybe he'll line up in the defensive backfield from time to time. Who knows? Uh, you know th- this guy's going to do whatever it takes to get his playing time. Um, I can see him sliding in there at the number three, mainly because he's proven his not only his worth uh, as far as um, what he can do, but his durability. 
there is a consistency there that that shows me that uh, and i also i place a lot of a lot of credence in what brian hartline says this is a guy that's done nothing since he got there but pump up for pump out first round draft picks you know so if he's willing to make that statement you know maybe he's willing to make a commitment to xavier johnson and say hey you may not be a first round pick but i'm gonna get you into the top three you know i mean his 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 versatility yeah is what makes him very valuable you saw that i mean he was we when we had no running backs left dude was running he was a pretty good running back yeah (laughs) I mean, and and right now you want to talk about a room that's loaded. That running back room is all of a sudden loaded, especially when you throw the fact that if if what happens last year happens again and, and you need a Xavier Johnson, you know he can do it. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got two bona fide NFL draft pick running backs. You have one coming off of inter- injury. You had a freshman last year who flashed. You had a linebacker who went back to a running back who looked pretty good in the Michigan game. And then you had Jeez. Xavier Johnson. <laughs> I mean, that is a loaded room, Chris. Absolutely it, loaded. It really is. And, yeah, uh, you, you know, obviously, Eric, with the way things are in, in college football now, I think the odds of us having all of those guys at the start of the season is probably – a long shot to say the least. Yes, it probably um, is. And I kind of feel the same way about the receiver room. And that's why I think that Xavier Johnson is so important. Yes. So Chris, let me ask you this. Is there any other news that has come out of camp that you want to touch on? I, I we, we kind of hinted at this a little bit early in, um, and before we started recording, do you want to go there real fast? Yeah, I gotta say it. Okay. Why? Why, when you have the best player in college football, are you even considering lining him up to return punts? Yes, I know he is dynamic. He is phenomenal. He is everything he was advertised to be coming in. But did we learn nothing from last year? I think we have to protect these guys that are are like that. I'm not saying, you know, you don't get him as reps. You know, I. Obviously, I don't think we're going to see more than a series out of him at best at the spring game. I don't even think we see that, to be honest. Probably but not. We're not going to see much of him at the spring game. Why, why do you have this guy messing around back there on special teams, which is just asking for injury? I, I don't get it. Well, first off, it's it's just practice, okay? Second off, Brian Hartline laughed at the media when they jumped all over seeing him field punts. Third, Brian Hartline said it's because the kid absolutely is a workaholic. He he will do more than anybody else on this team. He's the first one there, the last one to leave. And if the jugs machine's not up, he's going to jump up and field and field punts because he's got to work on his hands. Okay, the 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 kid is a is a treasure, and we as, as Buckeye Nation, we should feel uh, lucky to have Marvin Harrison Jr. on this team. Um, I don't think he's going to be returning punts unless we are behind and we need something electric to happen. Then you put your best player back there. But, but did we not use Ted Ginn Jr. this way? We did. We did. Um, and before you, before you say this is why we didn't win a national championship because he got hurt. 
He did not well, get hurt returning that punt. He got hurt by celebrating after that. Yeah, no, no. He he got hurt because he was cheap-shotted by a little weasel from Georgia. Let's call it what it was. That's why he got hurt. Uh, you know, but the fact is, I think you have to protect him just at, at all costs, especially during spring ball. Yeah. It's one thing to get injured in a game that was, let's call it what it was, the national title game didn't take place, you know, with with TCU. The national title game took place in the Peach Bowl. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, TCU wasn't going to go out there and play with either of those teams. And, and, you know, you don't risk somebody when, when it's not, you know, big stakes like that. Not somebody of that caliber. You just don't do it. Yeah. A couple quick uh, uh, comments here before we go to commercial break. And James is with us. So we're going to have, uh, we'll bring him on here in just a minute. So get your questions ready uh, for the two time sacker of the uh, quarterback, greatest. Some people call him the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't like giving uh, people up north that kind of credit, but uh, uh, we'll sure, sure to get that story in here. But Brad Olberding says, uh, Fleming is his dark horse this year. That's, you know, hey, anything can happen. He could be that slot guy. Yeah, if he stays healthy, he could be that slot And uh, I think this is Matthew Butcher probably. He says, hey, fellas, how's things? James Cotton, is he the fellow we met near the food vendors at the stadium? Yes, yes. he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, and and, uh, and when, I know James can hear us and see what's going on. Uh, James, uh, uh, this uh, Matt Butcher who made this comment was from Australia, and that was his first Ohio State game. And so he got to meet a couple former Buckeyes, and you were one of them, and that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. So, yes, James was that guy. Yes, he could still run you over. Uh, I would not want to be tackled by this man. So. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Let's take a quick commercial break, everybody, and when we come back, we will bring Mr. Cotton on. So hang tight, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, everybody, we are back, and there he is, Mr. James Cotton. Welcome to the OHIO Podcast, James. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me, everybody out there. O-H. 
Io. Io. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, before we get started in asking questions and letting you uh, letting you answer uh, everybody's questions here, I first want to thank you, James. You were three years ago the first former Buckeye I uh, interviewed when we were just audio only. And that. you took the time to come on here and talk to us. And that was so great, man. Who would have thought three years later, here we are now and, and we're on video and we're growing. I really appreciate that, James. Thank you so much, man. Hey, man, I really appreciate you guys having me on, man. I'm glad to be a part of things that's growing and developing and you guys are crushing it out here, man. So I'm excited. I always chime in from time to time when I can. And uh, you guys got some really great content, especially if you're a Buckeye fan like myself. I mean, I know I played there, but I am also a fan of uh, the younger generation. So, Thank you so much. Hey, we appreciate that. Paul Quinn answered your OH with an I-O. Yeah, that's uh, you my might... guy out of Zanesville. Okay, you, you know yeah. Paul. Very cool. Yeah, met him a few times at the Zanesville Mall and uh, took pictures with, uh, I believe it's his sister, um, but I used to see them frequently when I had a pop-up shop at the uh, Zanesville Colony Square Mall out in Zanesville. So all of my Zanesville Ohioans, we're actually doing a football camp out there this summertime. So you guys stay tuned to that. Very good. Ryan Wickerham, you probably know him and his famous uh, tailgate. He said, what up, James? So you might know Ryan. Yep, yep. He invited me down to the tailgate, and I was able to stop by. Um, I believe they tailgated in the uh, French Field House parking lot. And so yep. I had a chance to meet his group of guys and take photos and stuff like that. So oh, when you're a former Buckeye, you know, the Buckeye fan, some people recognize you, some people don't. But it's like a core group of Buckeye diehard fans that whenever they see me, you know, always try to take a photo or answer questions or share my experiences with the Buckeyes. It ain't no, they don't do me no good to take it to my grave. So I like to share as much as I possibly can. That's great. James, can you still put a hurting on somebody? I mean, you get, you can still play, yeah. right? I wish man. That oh, come my on, knees, man. You're, my you're, being, say you're being so humble right now, dude. You <laughs> have you ran a 40 in a while? No, no, no. no I wish I, I wish I could. Don't but. worry about those knees, James. You can just we'll put you in the jack position so you can be up. <laughs> there you go. Stand up. No, I feel man. like it's like I get that question all the time, man. You look like you can still play. I say I could I could probably give you a good series and then that would be it. I would be <laughs> tapping out. I could give you one block. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> and then I'll be someone will have to cart me off the field. But I'll give you one block. Larry Daniels, our buddy Larry Daniels, I think he's living I think he's down in Florida right now. He's from Ohio. He said he starts off the question for you, James, with how did you get recruited and how your career started as a Buckeye? Now, this is an interesting story because uh, you kind of came to Ohio State a little bit of a different path than, than most high schoolers do. Oh, absolutely, man. This, this is great because I'm actually getting ready to put some um, YouTube content out there. Uh, I might even grab a, a couple snippets here, but cool. um, my first opportunity, like when I was in high school, Ohio State recruited me heavily. And so this was 1994. Um, 1994, Ohio had the best talent ever that came to Ohio State. Probably you had Peppy Pearson, Orlando Pace. I played against both of those guys in high school. And so me, unfortunately, I tore my ACL my senior year in high school. And so kind of like my Ohio State scholarship and all my scholarships went out the window. And I went to a junior college. I went to City College of San Francisco. 
And so I went all the way from Cleveland, Ohio to San Francisco City College and was a team captain for two years out there. Um, if you guys don't know about City College of San Francisco, our most infamous alumni is O.J. Simpson. <laughs> uh, but uh, a guy that I played with actually broke his rushing record out there when we played in the national championship in uh, community college. But um, Bill Conley came out to um, City College and was like, hey, man, we we going to honor our word. You know, we got a scholarship available for you. Uh, we want to bring you back home to Columbus, Ohio. And um, we've actually had a couple guys that made it to Ohio State from my community college, a guy by the name of Paul Breed and then um, Larry Grant, who played for the 49ers for some years and played in the Super Bowl with Ted Ginn Jr. And so uh, he's coaching college football now and uh, keep we keep in contact because I kind of paved the way for him to get to Ohio State. And when he was here, I had the opportunity to mentor him and hang out with him and just you know, show them around Buckeye Nation. That's great. So you you get you get here to Columbus and you, you were recruited by Coop. He's still here. You were one you were a part of one of the I, I think it was one of Cooper's, if not Cooper's, best team he ever had. Yeah. Uh, good enough to win the national championship. Kinda like last couple's teams Ryan Day's had. I mean just Something happened, you know, and, and and didn't get it, didn't get the job done. But man, that '98 team. Yep. You guys were studs. It was. Um, I, I tell people, you know, that was arguably the best team in Ohio State's history. And I was like, if you guys don't believe me, you guys ask Chris Spielman. He he said it on ninety-seven point one the fan, and uh, you know, and a lot of people remember the guys from that team: uh, David Boston, D. Miller, Michael Wiley, Joe Montgomery. Uh, Antoine Winfield, Damon Moore, uh, Ryan Pickett, Nate Clemens. We had some studs, and we had we had a bunch of young guys too. And I was just kind of like a rotational guy, uh, playing defensive end. Um, still, are, I'm still the fastest defensive end to ever play football at Ohio State at the Ohio State University. But it was just like that team was just like so talent overwhelming, just like. It was just we were beating teams so bad, and we had the one slip up against Nick Saban and the Spartans um, in 1998, uh, Plexico Burris, and it was just like one of those eerie moments. I get the opportunity to obviously talk to fans all the time, and they just everybody remembers that game. I tell people I'll never forget the game because it happened on my birthday, November oh. the seventh, and it was just like those lucky numbers, 11-7, and um, and we just. We couldn't overcome the sudden change. Like, what happened? We dominated all of the teams, and then when we faced a little bit of adversity, uh, we really didn't know how to uh, stop that momentum from Michigan State. And it was just like a, a weird chain of football events that happened in the game. The ball bounced off of Nate Clements back on the punt return. They recovered it uh, for a touchdown, and then um, Joe Germain never really ran, and he tried to escape out of the packet. Robert Smith stripped him cause fumble they get the ball and then it was just like all of this stuff and then our backs was against the wall and we couldn't come up with a play at the end of the game and we succumbed to them but this was the first year of the bcs and you know they took the top two teams which was florida state and tennessee and i feel like hands down we would have beat both of those teams if we played them so you hear it here if 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 it would have been the cfp and there would have been four teams we would have been in james cotton's telling you we would have won 
for yeah. sure. I believe that. Uh, put your uh, make sure you're putting writing all your questions, Chris. You get ready with the next question. Um, make sure you're writing your questions in the comments below. Thank you, Larry, for uh, asking the question. Um, we want to make sure that we give you all who are watching, and we got quite a few watching. We appreciate all of you. We'll make sure we give all of you the opportunity to ask James a question here. So, Chris, what's your question? I'm gonna lob in the softball, Eric. I'm gonna okay. lob in the softball. What is your best memory as a player at Ohio State? Uh, my best memory um, would be uh, chasing down a running back from Penn State. He was, quote, unquote, the fastest guy on the team. Um, if you guys go to my YouTube channel and check out the YouTube channel, I think that highlight is up there. Uh, probably the only place you can find it just because it's so old. But um, the fact that... Um, I didn't give up on the play, and I gave him a head start of about 10, 15 yards and was able to track him down. Uh, and then we actually ended up, uh, that guy's name was uh, Eric McCoo, and we actually ended up being teammates uh, for the Berlin Thunder. I got allocated to play in the, for the Berlin Thunder uh, when I was playing professional football. And uh, we had to get up and say where we was from, like during the initial team meeting. <laughs> And so when I stood up, I was like, I'm James Cotton from the Ohio State University. And I was like, Eric McCoo know who I am. Everybody just busted <laughs> laughing on the team. Oh, not, 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 I'll tell you, that's awesome. Not the one I thought was coming. Hey, I, I thought, I thought seen, it was a certain I, memory from the big house. <laughs> I've seen I mean, this, it, this that, video that clip. One, that one would have been, I mean, that's like my most profound moment but like just favorite memory but like moment yeah. and just kind of like solidifying my name in ohio state's history is obviously uh being the last player to sack tom brady two times in the big house so there That's you awesome. go hey i saw i've seen the video clip that you're talking about in the penn yeah. state game and i don't remember who the color commentator was but they they're they're like he got he got chased down by James Cotton, the defensive end. He's like all surprised <laughs> that she like ran him down. But uh, yeah, here's a question from Ryan Wickerham. He says, who is your best, who was your best assistant coach at the Ohio State University? Um, I would say I had two. Um, all of the coaches were great. Um, but if I had to say who was the best, I would say um, and it's funny because I was I was just at the Home and Garden show um, three weeks ago, and I was like talking to some people that was like Buckeye fans, and um, this guy's just like waiting, and um, I just so happened to look over, and it was Coach Jim Haycock, and so like whenever he sees me out, he still lives here in town. He was the um, defensive line coach, or he was the defensive tackle coach when I was there. And I had a specific defensive end coach, uh, but he coached the defensive tackles primarily. And I used to get kicked out of the defensive end meeting room all the time. So I would go and sit in his room. He would allow me to sit in his room after I I didn't really get along with my position coach for whatever reason. Um, and it was probably one of the reasons why I didn't start like a game at Ohio State until the sixth game of the season when I was like, leading the defensive line and tackles and tackles for loss. And it was just like, dude, like my talent and effort speaks for itself. And it was, it was just unfortunate that my coach didn't really see eye to eye, you know, with my mentality, but 
you know, I'm not no ass kisser, so. <laughs> there you go. Hey, this is from YouTube. It's not a question, but a comment. Hummus Hero says James was a heck of a player. So Hummus Hero, whoever that is, they agree uh, that you were a heck of a player. Larry Daniels chimes back in with another good question here for you, James. Who gave the best halftime motivation speech during your time with the Bucks or as a pro? All right, yeah. So this is a fun story. So we all know um, Ohio University. Um, we played them in 1999, and then I think they actually played the Buckeyes close again. Um, what was that when uh, the Bobcat tackled Rufus, tackled Brutus or something like that yeah. a few yeah. years later? But we was playing Ohio University in 99, and up until Luke Fickle took over and went 7-6, and six, like I was on the last team that Ohio State really struggled in the season, so I was glad Luke had this. Not really glad he had that season, but it got the monkey off of our back and people talking about us. But uh, it was 10-10 going into halftime against OU. So we go into the locker room and, you know, uh, it, coaches was like, oh, yeah, come on in, come on in, come on in. And then it was like literally as soon as the last player got into the locker room, Coach Fred Pegich played football at Ohio State, defensive coordinator for Ohio State at that time, and went on to win the Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos here uh, a few years back. As um, soon as the door shut, he punched a hole into the chalkboard. His finger was bleeding. He broke his he broke his uh, knuckle finger, and uh, he chewed tobacco, so he had tobacco, and he was just salivating, and he was like, that's effing ohio university you better get your together or i'm gonna and i mean it was just and then it was like after that it was like okay oh, i think we beat them 42 to 10. <laughs> so they didn't score another touchdown and it's, it's, it's so funny i i see him i do a lot of stuff in the community so i bumped into him and his wife and um his wife, I, I didn't recognize him because I hadn't seen him in years. I'm talking probably 15 years. And so he had like a bald head now and just looks a lot older. And his wife was like, excuse me, um, he wants to know if he could get a picture with you naked. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I looked and he was like, get over here, numb nuts. And he, like, we just hugged and embraced. But it was just like, that's just the kind of person he was. But he was an excellent motivator and just like, you know, real very smart when it came to, you know, on the field schemes and putting us in the right position. And so he gave the greatest motivational speak, speech, like that Ohio University game. But then when it was beat that team up North week, especially in 98, um, he had a real, real good pregame speak for, speech for that game as well. Question from Paul Quinn. He says, what advice would you give to a high school upperclassman who is being recruited to a big-time college that would help him decide where to go? Interesting question, Paul. Yeah, great question, Paul. And um, for the high school upperclassman, um, I would say I would assume that he's getting recruited for football, whether it's basketball, 
or any sports, I would look at that as an opportunity to see what is the best um, educational program that I'm going to be able to associate myself with. What does the alumni association going to do or help me do if I was to come here and once I graduate, what opportunities lie there? Uh, I'm so futuristic with the thinking nowadays um, because I think a lot of the young athletes today think of kind of like in the moment, but it's like that moment is going to expire at some point. And so you want to make sure you're putting yourself in the position to either someone can help you start a business, create your own business, or you have an opportunity to do whatever your passion is. Or if you wanted to get into sales or if you wanted to get into engineering, if you wanted to get into becoming a doctor or a lawyer, like what do those specific schools have to offer you from that standpoint? Because sports is just a very small um, part of your whole life that you're going to be living after being on campus and things like that. So you want to make sure you put yourself in an environment that's going to be, uh, for one, um, spiritually uh, motivating, physically, uh, mentally. Uh, you want to put yourself in those positions to be able to encapsulate all of those things. And hopefully that program can offer you a sense of comfort when it comes to you know, the physical aspect, the mental aspect, the spiritual aspect, uh, because when you're growing and becoming a young man, that or young lady, that's what you're going to be more known for is like, how did this person uh, become who they are today, so to speak? And so football has allowed me to transition into what I'm doing today as far as speaking with schools and churches uh, the businesses that I've created and the individuals and the former players that I've been able to help transition, like that's more of the thing. Like football is the thing that's going to help you enhance all of the life skills that it's going to take to be a great human being. It's a, it's a great time probably to transition into Buck Icon. But before I ask that question of of Buck Icon and what that is and what you're doing. So you can share that with everybody. Paul Quinn said, thank you. He said, I never thought of that. So uh, thank you, Paul, for thanking him for answering your question. Um, last time we talked, James, before we get into Buck Icon, we talked about NIL and, the, and, the, and what you would like to see. A lot has changed in three years, my friend. I mean, this game looks completely, and, and by a game, I mean outside of the lines for these college athletes looks completely different than it did three years ago when you and I were talking about some of these things. As a former player and as someone who advocates for life after football, for these athletes, and you've been doing this for a while, what are your current thoughts on the current situation with NIL and, and where do you think this is going as somebody who talks to these guys post their football career at Ohio State? Um, well, I appreciate that question. I have been around, like, name, image, and likeness. Um, the only way you could get anything from me is you're going to have to get it from me. So I don't have – there isn't a whole bunch of, like, autographs or stuff like that floating around of me unless you got it from me personally. And um, But I I try and encourage guys to take, take their name, image, and likeness and, you know, treat it 
as um, an intellectual property because that's basically what you are. You're your own business. And so you have to be able to figure out how to monetize that and put yourself in positions with endorsements um, and speaking engagements and opportunities just to be out and into the public. And I always encourage people to in, attach themselves with a nonprofit organization that's doing good things in the community because it's a win-win situation. That organization gets um, notoriety, and then you yourself, you get the notoriety for just being a solid human being. And so with the landscape on how it's changing college football is when you have these companies that's offering these guys an absorbent amount of money when they haven't even taken a snap, and like that in itself is like, you know, what do you do to combat that is just like, honestly, you, you really can't like most kids that come from uh, a broken home or non-structured environment, they're going to have, you know, they're going to be trying to get rich fast. And we all know how those stories always end up. Right. Um, so when you when you try and um, basically not put yourself in the position what I just elaborated on on making sure that you know where you're going is going to be beneficial to you and it's going to help you um, not only sustain a lifestyle you know while you're playing football but like further down the line so it's like this quick money could do you justice but if you don't know how to manage money if you don't know how to invest money and you don't understand financial literacy then you're going to end up broke just like these NFL players or, you know, athletes, everybody's seen the, the documentary broke. And, you know, when you have guys that don't know how to manage money, you're talking about guys that made millions of dollars versus, you know, an 18-year-old now thrust in the same limelight, making six figures or whatever it is. It's just a recipe for disaster, basically, because these kids aren't getting the proper financial literacy or education when it comes to managing money and so like that has to be put in place but it's like you know a lot of people are afraid of losing out on recruits if a recruit if you lose a recruit because of money it probably wasn't a good recruit for you to have like especially if you're talking about ohio state i'm talking about ohio state and if they go on somewhere else like alabama or university of miami and it's for the money then i feel like our brand is strong enough to recruit and get the guys that we need to win championships here and it's just like you just got to have faith and belief in the system that we've created what we you know ohio state is ohio state it ain't going nowhere and it's going to be prominent for a long time now whether guys believe they can come in and help out and contribute to that like that is going to be kind of like the selling point like we need you and then they should in turn realize that oh my god ohio state's put out uh six first rounders in you know the you know the last two years and it's just like what they're doing on that next level it's like and that's if you if they're into that then you sell them on that but again it comes to recruiting we got the best recruiters i feel like we got the best coaches in the country that's going to make sure that Ohio State maintains a certain level of not only just integrity, but just level of play to where our fan base is going to be excited with the product that they see on Saturdays. Quick follow-up question to that from Ryan Wickerham. He says, should there be a cap on the NIL, James? 
So, I mean, you really necessarily can't cap it because if you got a company that wants to give, for instance, a CJ Stroud $2 million or $3 million, like the university can't cap it. It is just like, so now that they've created this behemoth, you know, um, you can't necessarily cap something that isn't within like a union or a structured environment. So you got like the NFL that has a salary cap. You see guys getting cut, you know, the last week now because oh, you're making too much money. So guess what? You got to, you know, take your services elsewhere. And so it's like, okay, so if that happens, like if you put a cap in place and let's just say this person that's on a year scholarship isn't living up to his abilities, like do you kick them off the team at that point? And so it's just like, it's a catch-22. So I don't think necessarily there's a structure to cap the NFL, I'm sorry, the NIL deals, I think they should monitor them and put some type of, and a lot of colleges do have this in place. Ohio State has it in place a little bit with the foundation and things that they're trying to do, but just like more so educating and putting guys in positions to make some money. Not everybody's going to make a million dollars. Not everybody's going to make six figures, but you just got to put things in perspective and just be um, very understanding of like what's really happening and just really they just got to monitor the situation and where they can make changes and implement changes or help guys out and put them in the right direction then they just got to use the resources to do it james you do a lot of really good work um through you know your or your personal business and organization i've I, I love following you on social media i love seeing pictures of you standing in, in front of classrooms full of kids and they all have the same look that chris and i have when we see you <laughs> like he's superhuman <laughs> tell everybody about buck icon and, and what you're doing and how so they can follow you out there yeah so buck icon is is a company that's been around, I would say, since I retired from professional football back in 2008 or nine. And um, I like to use the acronym being, being, understanding, courteous, kind, initiating community outreach nonstop. And so that's kind of like what Buck Icon means as an acronym. And so I help former athletes transition into life after sports um over the past decade man i've helped guys that transition from just ohio state and uh transition back into the community i had guys that transition from the nfl back into the community help guys start businesses um and it's just like for me i don't look for any pats on the back um i just a guy called me to serve this demographic of guys and I don't name drop all of the guys that I've helped out. Some guys' situations were a lot worse than others. And so that's just kind of like a private thing that I respect everybody's confidentiality. And But for me to be able to be a resource for guys, because I know what it's like to uh, struggle with the transition where you don't have an itinerary to get you through your days. And that's kind of like what you've been accustomed to being under is just like a guided environment a monitored environment so now when you're on your own and the most difficult thing is guys not realizing that their careers are over they're never going to play football again and that's kind of like the love of your life so if you've ever been dumped by a girlfriend or if you ever lost a loved one 
you know, it's pretty much dead. You got to have a burial for it. You got to have a funeral for it. You got to celebrate it. You got to do all of those things. And I don't think a lot of guys are emotionally stable to go through those and process those emotions. And so I kind of try and walk those guys through um, what I've been through and just share my story with guys and try and get them to turn to um, positive environments and putting themselves in positive situations, being around positive peoples. And for me at that time, it was just kids and, and being a part of kids, helping kids, children and teens through the grieving process. That was like one of my first deals when I got done playing football. I was a volunteer at a grief program and uh, I just connected with the kids and it was like, hey, you do such a good, great, a good job with the kids. Why don't you become a staff member? So I got certified. I became a grief counselor with the Ohio State Medical Center. And that was like my first opportunity to create programs and be around programs that were serving people, uh, helping families through the grieving process pre and post death. And so it was like I had to go to funerals and things like that. And it was just a great experience for me that taught me so much and understanding the five stages of grief. And I was like, wow, this is so correlated to our football careers. We lose our football careers and we don't know how to celebrate them. We don't know how to grieve about them. And so I've been able to share that with guys. And so with that, all of the guys that helped me out, uh, we do free football camps for kids with special needs and underprivileged youth throughout the, throughout the state of Ohio. And so if you guys would like to help out, go to www.buckicon.com. You'll see a donation link on the page. Make a donation. Anything you could do, five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever is on your heart and on your spirit that you would like to give back. But these are free camps taught by myself, ran by myself, and with the help of Ohio State and NFL players that graciously come out and donate their time. And then we also have where you could join the team. You click on join the team on the same website, you'll get information. I do online coaching, I have online courses, I have an ebook, um, and all it is is helping teach everyday individuals, not just athletes, but everyday individuals, we all transition into something, right? I just so happen to transition from football, transition from sports, but there's phases that you go through. And so you have an opportunity to join the team. I'll get you out information where you could go through my online course and you can get taught by me, meet with me once or twice a month, whatever it needs to be done for you to transition and have a positive outcome with your transition where it's gonna give you some mental balance, it's gonna give you spiritual balance, and then we're gonna throw some physical fitness balance in there. As you can see, I haven't lost my physical physique either, so I try and help everyday individuals just transition from that standpoint. No, you definitely have not lost any of that muscle mass, my man. <laughs> if anything, I think you've gotten bigger somehow. But uh Hey, it's been a lot of fun. Give that website out again to everybody so they know exactly where to go, James. And please, I want to I wanna encourage everybody to make a donation. I'll be making a donation this week myself. And appreciation, James, of you coming on here uh, on the OHIO podcast. Where can we find you again? Where can we go and where can we make that donation at? Absolutely, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on, man. It's an absolute pleasure to bear. see some people that I haven't talked to and 
uh, seen and I see all the time. And so it's great to be able to answer questions for Buckeye Nation. But where you guys could go and help contribute to our free football camp for children with autism, Down syndrome, and cerebral palsy that we do absolutely free for them to attend. It is www.buckicon, that's buckicon.com. And you'll see a big yellow donation tab on there. You click on it, you help out, and then if you want to meet with me, get with me, get some, if you're going through like a tough transition, whether it's grief, you're an empty nester, or you transitioning from job to job, you kind of like in limbo, I could definitely help you get through that process as well. All you got to do is join the team. Um, there's a tab on the website for that as well. But I truly wish the best for everybody out there. Spring games coming up, so we'll get to taste some football. But right now, I'm getting ready to go fill out my brackets and see if I can <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go win you some, some money, James. Right. <laughs> well, you know, we don't have to worry about being homers this year. So. <laughs> right. I know. Oh. All, hey, James, although I want... thought. <laughs> right. James, we want to invite you. If you don't if you don't have a tailgate already, uh, we are doing we're all gonna have a tailgate uh, for the spring game right outside the northwest corner of uh, the shoe. We get there super early setup right outside the horseshoe northwest corner uh invite all of our listeners and 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 those folks to come and have a, a big celebration of ohio state football on the ohio podcast james thank you so much again for coming on we really do appreciate we're gonna have to have you back on man because there's just so many more questions i could have asked <laughs> that we didn't get into but please everybody out there go to buck icon his website there hit that donate button drop some drop some dimes there for him uh, to help some kids you know my wife works with children with autism and these kids are I don't want to use the word special because I know that yes that's the term that everybody uses for them but these kids want to live a, a full life just like you and I and they just need a little bit of help that's all and James thank you so much man for being willing to help uh, children like that and for being willing to come on the show tonight man because lord knows chris and i need help too so <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man you guys are doing a phenomenal job anything i could do to help out man i will definitely try and stop by the tailgate i'll be down there just walking around uh passing out flyers just trying to get the word around so i'll definitely stop by take pictures if you guys got fans that want to get pictures i'm not that photogenic but I'll try. You're a whole lot better off than we are, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. If you want to, you want to feel bad about your muscle mass, get a picture next to James. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for tonight. We appreciate each and every hey, single hey, one Eric, of you stopping. Yes, Chris, go for it. We did not give away a set of tickets tonight. Oh my! I tell you what. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay. I'm gonna ask a question on Facebook this week about this interview. And the first person who watches this and can answer that question will win a free pair of tickets to spring game. How about Love that? Love it. I like Love it. it. There we go, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming in. We really appreciate that. As always, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH in St. Carmen, Ohio, with all your heart. And until next time, OH! I owe. I owe. Go Bucks. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.